Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to Wildly Capable. I am your host, Leah Brecker, and here's where we will be diving in on all life matters from everything good, everything scary, and everything in between. So get ready as I share with you Super Vulnerability Hour, and I look forward to having you with me. Hey everyone, I am so excited to be back and to record. Um, I have to say that this has been really hard, I'm sure just like the rest of you, um, where we're just going through these new motions, whatever these motions look like. So I've been really in my head and just, it's been a weird time, but before we go and hop in and I talk about that, um, I want to talk to you guys about our three things we are thankful for, right? So the first thing I'm thankful for is that I can leave my house. I can walk outside of my house on my own free will. I don't know if I've ever thanked been thankful for that, which I think is funny. Um, the next thing I would say would be I am thankful for friends. Oh my gosh, friends and family. Um, and I'll dive into this episode as to why, but that's just been huge for me right now. And the third thing I'm thankful for, I am thankful for food delivery. Yes, so good. Freaking love those people that do that. So if you do that, thank you. I love you. All right. So <clears throat> diving into diving into this episode, um, I labeled it our new different. And I did that because in my previous episode, I talk about um, overcoming and because of this whole pandemic and, and what's going on. And it's been a little while now since I recorded that and a lot's happened since then. Um, so I am in a COVID positive household right now. My roommate had tested positive um, a little while ago. So I, I don't even know what day we're on. I think we're on day like 10. It's gonna be day 10. Yes. Four days left. That's me clapping. I'm pumped. Uh, so thoughts, prayers, all that, please. Actually, by the time this comes out, we will most likely be out of our um, COVID lockdown. I can't even go to the freaking grocery store. Uh, yeah. So it's been unique. Um, but I... This, uh, this episode is not to talk about ooh, that and, and my experiences. It's to talk about what's come up from this experience. So if you guys want to know more about um, kind of 
how we handled it, what's happening, what's going on, what we're going to do moving forward. I can address that in another episode, but this one I want to talk about the ugly that came out. And I'm sure there is some ugly coming out for you guys too. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I wish you were here with me. I need a talk show. Come on, universe, make it work. All right. But by the ugly, I mean the things that I use as my easy button. So, okay, metaphors on metaphors. Leah, you got to explain. So, Glennon Doyle talks about an easy button. And I love her. Read all of her books. She's amazing. Her daughter Tish is me. I am Tish. We feel all the feelings. We are the canaries. Yes. So, go read her stuff. I'm obsessed. Her morning meetings on Instagram is something I look forward to every single day. She makes my soul happy. So an easy button is when we decide we want to get out of an uncomfortable feeling or a hard thing. So all of a sudden this magic easy button comes up. And an example of that would be, I am going to binge eat food. I am going to use booze. I Whatever you use to numb out, to not feel that feeling, to not be in that present moment, to not sit with that hurt and let it do what it needs to do to teach you. If you are trying to escape that pain, that is your easy button. So not all of us have food or um, alcohol as our easy buttons. That's very, very popular. For me, neither of those are my easy buttons. Can I tell you what my easy button is? All right, here we go. It is doing. It is achieving. It is setting the goals. It is distraction. That's my normal easy button. Now, when you're in different phases of your life, your easy button might look a little different. It might change a little bit depending on the situation. For myself, I can think back to when I was very, very, very young. Um, Maybe not, whatever. I was like 10 or 11. I had intense anxiety, intense anxiety. So in order for me not to feel it, I guess that it was my own body's internal way of flight or fright, flight, fight, or freeze. That's what it is. So I wouldn't fight. I wouldn't freeze. I would flee. I was like, nope, I'm going. I I can't stay here. I need to go. I need to physically be in a different location. Don't let me stop. And there was even one point I was with my friends in high school. So that had started when I was very young and it continued into high school to the point where I got this really terrible phone call from this guy I was I was dating and um he had been you know ignoring me ignoring me finally I get a hold of him and he's out with his friends doing drugs I don't know what kind of drugs but doing the drugs and I was really really upset and I was with my other friends in the car and I was like Ugh, uh, and they're like Leah they're just looking at me like you you okay girl you okay and I said I gotta run I have to run and they're like, all right, you do it. And I said, I'm just going to bolt down the street. I lived in a neighborhood. It was like 11 o'clock at night. I was like, I'm going to bolt down this street. They're like, you go. Get out of the car. I remember taking a really deep breath. 
and I bolted. I ran. I have no idea how quick or how fast. Bolted to the very end. It was a, a big development. And I ran all the way down to our cul-de-sac. And then I walked back. I needed to release that anxiety, literally get it out of my body right then and there. I had to flee that situation and flee that, that uncomfortable feeling, that feeling I didn't want to feel, especially at 17 years old. And I remember walking back, slowly walking back, and my friends are just staring at me with the biggest eyeballs I have ever seen in my whole life. They're like... Leah, what did you just do? Oh my gosh, what? you should be on track. That was so fast. Oh my gosh, Leah, what, what? It was really, really funny. So I come back and I had my friends continuing to support me in that, that uncomfortable feeling. So that was a super good positive thing. Um, and my tangent from that, my little side note, is make sure you have friends who want to sit with you in that uncomfortable feeling. Um, if you're fleeing or whatever, if they're supportive, they're still showing up for you, and it's not detrimental, whatever your easy button is, um, that's, that's really awesome. So hold on to those people. Another easy button I found with this particular situation, so for me, when I found out my roommate is an essential worker for what she does. And we got word that someone in her work facility had tested positive. And because of the type of environment it was, we were like, oh shit, this is not going to be good. And so the second we found that out, fear obviously overcame all of us. Shock um, for some. And we immediately started treating her as if she had it. Uh, come to find out, like five days later, she started getting a really bad cough. And then a few days after that, went to get tested. And then a couple days after that, received her results that she was also positive. So I feel like my quote-unquote overreaction to my safety being compromised in that moment was not an overreaction. Uh, for some people, it... and it's hard when you navigate living with other adults, right? So I live with two other people in their 30s. And that's really hard. Because you don't want to control them. You want to love them and give them grace and space. But like this is something we've never dealt with before. In that it is a worldwide pandemic. Yes, we've dealt with really bad things before and and let's not forget hello so many things in the Bible about things that had never happened before, terrible plagues and floods and and everything. So this this is new, but it's it's not. Like we had warning. So let's not forget that. Anyway. So I didn't show up in my reaction the way I wanted to show up when she shared that information with us. But my primal instincts of my safety was now completely compromised. I was no longer safe in my own home. And then she 
got the results that she too was positive. She had been coming in and out of work. Again, we had been treating her as if she was positive. So she wasn't down cooking meals. She wasn't hanging out with us. And that's been really hard. Um, but that's what I needed to do to feel safe. That's what we had agreed upon too. And I can only imagine what would have been like if we didn't agree upon that. But anyway, my safety was totally compromised. I had two panic attacks a day. I found out it was a Thursday. I had one on Friday, none on Saturday, one on Sunday. Actually, I was really, really bad on Sunday. Monday was really, really terrible for me too. And my other easy button, besides literally fleeing, getting out of a physical location, or I would have to like run like crazy, like I would go to the gym. Excessive amounts of exercise is also my easy button. So when you see what kind of foods I eat or lack thereof foods, because I might not eat a whole lot, but then when I do, it's like carbs, 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 blah, give me all the yummies. Um, and crimpets and Pop-Tarts and cereal. I know. I also love health food. It's just, you know, I don't know. Um, anyway, it's working out like crazy. So some people binge and eat all the food for their feelings. And I literally have to release it from my body, the feelings. Um, which is not, you can work out to process through feelings, but I mean like anytime it would come up, I would go over it in my head and that would fuel me for my workout. Um, and that's not healthy. Mentally, that's not healthy for you. Cause I'm also creating grooves in my brain that are not healthy mentally when I do that. So it's the opposite of what you want to do. You want to be pumped up. You want to be motivated. You want to have that good self-talk. Anyway, I'm not an athlete. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> my easy button this time, once my safety was compromised, once we had to figure out this, this new normal for us, it was judgment. It was judgment and criticism and that's not something I'm proud of but it's my go-to it really is it really is and I I'm still processing how that's an easy button how is that boom I'm hitting it to get out of that that feeling it's like oh that's right Glennon calls that hot potatoing. So I don't want to feel this or do this. So I'm going to give it to you. So that's me being extra critical and judgmental. I am trying to seek control in a situation I have no control of. I'm trying to point blame. I'm being extra critical of how people are cleaning or not cleaning. Um, I'm being extra judgmental in how people are responding and what people are saying at work. Oh my gosh. Was I picking people's emails apart? It was so bad because I just wanted to be mad at everything. And then I realized, Leah, you got to let that go. So I was mad for quite a long time. I want to say for at least like five or six days after we got her confirmed diagnosis. 
Um, and I had already been in that critical judgment phase before that. And then I realized, all right, this is our new different. I'm not saying it's our new normal. It's not our new normal. It's our new different. I was mad that my Easter was taken from me. It's our new different. I was mad that I couldn't go to the grocery store. It's our new different. I was mad that my safety had been compromised. It's our new different. I am mad that it triggered me in such a way with all these other deeper things. It's our new different. And now I'm just in this acceptance point. I prayed hard about it, hard. And I felt God stirring me in my soul. He's like, stop talking about it, Leah. Let it go, give it to me. I'm gonna take this. So I did, I prayed about it. Cause I was noticing going over all these things that I'm mad about and judgmental and critical of is not helping. I'm trying to point and blame and take back control. And guess what? That was gone. I could literally only control me. So that's what I've been doing. And I've been releasing everything else because holding on to it is just not doing anything. When this, our quarantine of our mandatory 14 days, right? I can still, if I wanted to, no one's at my freaking front door saying, you can't leave your house. You can't get in your car and drive to the gas station or drive to the, drive to the grocery store. I could technically go into a grocery store right now with my N95 mask, but I'm not going to be that jerk because I would feel terrible. So it's not me. If that's what someone else wants to do, that's fine. That's on them. I have control of me. So I will not to be safe. Our new different for me will be just going to the grocery store. I'm going to be looking forward to doing that. To doing lots of delivery. That's cool. I didn't do a whole lot of that before. I can walk to um, a lot of restaurants where I'm at and pick up food, which I am so thankful for. And this is just our new different, guys. And after this, it's gonna be different. And after that, again, it's gonna be different. Easter was already gonna be different. And then when I got that confirmed positive, it was extra different. So it was my new different. It was already different, but now it's a new different. I feel like I just talk so fast I forget to breathe during these things. <sighs> I'm just, I, I say all this to try to be encouraging and to kind of let you know we're all in this together. I heard Stephen Furtick say in a uh, sermon, we're not in the same boat. We're not, we're all in different boats. And, and it's the same freaking storm, but we're all in different boats. 
So I'm not going to say we're all in the same boat, but we're all in this together, in this storm together. Our boats are going to look different. <sighs> Here's to our new different, guys. To our new different. But I've also talked about in a previous episode, I like change because change is always constant. And if you don't like it, something else is going to happen. And guess what? If you do, it's going to change. So we got to release that. So here we go. Doing that change. It's always going to change. And maybe, maybe we're scared of this because of uncertainty. And maybe some of us are afraid that this is going to be it forever. And that's why we're scared. Well, guys, I can tell you, this is not going to be forever. There will be other pandemics, sure. This is not going to be forever. And we can learn and grow from it this time. And we can do things different next time. All right, everybody. I love you. Thanks for listening to me. Thanks for empathizing with me during this podcast. Thanks for your ears. Thanks for your hearts. We can do this. We are doing it. We're doing it. We're, we're just plugging through moment by moment. Some people say day by day. Listen, that shit went out the window. For me, it is like hour by hour monitoring how we feel physically and emotionally. So don't forget to reconnect back to you. All right, everyone. I love you. And here's your reminder that you are wildly capable.